Kingdom Speakers, we are back this week with another premium content episode. Have you ever heard something and then say, boy, I wish I would have never heard that? This episode is for you. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Ah. Daniel McKillop. Hello, everyone. Welcome back in the studio. You just said, where's your sign? Yeah, where's my sign? He's back. Where is your fish? That's what I'm asking. Bro. (laughs) Bro. Oh, man. Pastor went fishing. I I would show you how big they were. (laughs) But my arms are too short. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they start. The fishing stories begin. (laughs) It's good to have you back. Yeah. And um, it's good to be back. Did you listen to last week's episode? I don't want to answer that. <laughs> no, the question is... I just is, want you to know I'm here to knock your socks off this week. <laughs> yeah. The question is, is how many times did you listen to last week's episode? Oh, how many people asked me about my fishing trip? That's what we wanted. <laughs> That's ex- amazing. Yeah. Success. Amazing. Yeah, that is yeah. amazing. We're going to do Kingdom Speak uh, hip waders. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start merch. I'll merch start uh, tying some flies, fishing rods, keeping it real. Yes, oh, I like it. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bill was commenting on his billboard. <laughs> yes. We're giving it business. Did, did, but did you see how he said it? Though he, he's now bored. No, Bill B O R E D. Oh, oh, nice, Bill. Billboard. Nice. Just making sure you're still listening. <laughs> Hey, we got three reviews to read. We're wrapping it up this week. Five star reviews. Yeah, because you never read any last week. <laughs> we skipped them last week. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I hope this one gets to the podcast. Guess what? It did get to the podcast. You all are doing such a phenomenal job by providing great content. This one made me laugh. And to have two of the <laughs> end time revivalists together was for the history books. Brother McKillop and Brother Urshan are so smart and anointed people. I can't wait to see all the other content you provide. Very encouraging and helpful to the walk with God. Thank you, thank you, God bless y'all. And that is from Zomies Twenty Two on Apple Podcasts. So we will say Amen to you. Can I get a Amen? Can I get a Hallelujah? Hallelujah. Anna Elise also sent us an Apple Podcast. This meme was much easier to read. Um, Inspiring and funny. This podcast adds inspiration and encouragement to my day, especially in the humdrum of working. All right, so if you're working right now, just you know, do a 360 spin and tell everyone you're listening to Kingdom Speak, right? And you say, what are you listening to right now? Kingdom Speak. Look it up. Stand up in the office cubicle. That's right. Shout rah, rah, rah. I'm at a red light. Everyone, crank up Kingdom Speak podcast. Thanks for all you do, and keep it coming. We will say amen to you as well. And one more. Awesome podcast. This is also five stars. Strongly recommend listening to this podcast. Thank you, Kingdom Speak team, for all the hard work and effort you put into making this happen. And I love the sound effects. Okay, so what do you want? Do you want a rim shot? I want another rim shot? Um, maybe some applause. You haven't used the shout music lately. 
you still have the shout music? Let's crank up the shout music. This is uh, we, uh, we used the Zen last week, though. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when you twirl in your chair. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they love this. Come on, somebody. Sound effects. That is from. Here's an easy one, Vicky. Oh, thank really? you, Vicky. <laughs> and that's from Apple Podcast Canada. So hey, we will say amen <laughs> while the music is going because <laughs> I can't show up. There we go. Hallelujah. So thank you for listening, Vicky. And thank everyone for and listening. And you was getting me in the mood with that music. Yeah. And guess what? Pastor McKillop, he's back. There he is. There he is. Um, and he did show us some photos. Pretty cool fishing trip. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great trip. Yeah. It really was. Sounds like you get the fish flu when you come back. You were I did. coughing on the weekend. I did. I'm almost over it. You need some almost. fisherman's friends. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> You're killing me. Oh. No. I've had it up to the gills. Stop. I'm finished. Stop. Stop. Oh, man. If you continue to be sick, we'll have to take you to Dr. Bass. Oh. Oh. Listen. Okay, can we move? Let's just move on. Yes. Everyone in the audience is thinking of fish puns right now. Yep. Let's get upstream. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a ride last week. So, yeah, last week was an interesting episode. We have heard some comments. Uh, I don't know if we're going to They were all positive circle comments. back, but some interesting church fails. Yes. And for the record, we had more content around church fails, but we really didn't want to get into uh, church fails of people that we knew or may know. Why? You well, we just wimped out a bit and didn't. Yeah, want you to, sure did. Didn't want to go controversial. We, right. The we guy, were, listen, we were the to be guy controversial that brings a stick <laughs> to every podcast and tries to find a pot to stir. Yeah, when yeah. he has the whole show to himself, wimps out. I know, I know, I know. It's just one of them things. Yeah. We were trying to, we were trying to behave while you were gone away, and we did. I'm not so sure about that. We, and we did. Yeah. Gave away some socks. Yeah, I guess you did. But you got to give us some credit. While you were gone, we got the merch site running. So yeah, I have to give that so, to you. I mean, more merch is coming. Yeah. Yeah, we got some more stuff being designed. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So get cool. Ready. And it's good to see you brought that piece of merch we were supposed to talk about today. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll do that next episode, eh? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. If only we had a kingdom speaker. <laughs> yeah. So when you uh, brought, you know, because he always brings the notes, of course, when he's running the show, naturally. And well, clearly you didn't have any last week. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, we actually did. sat and scribbled on... I could go back and show you our notes. Doodled uh, on the most yeah, preparation I've right ever here. had for a podcast was last right here. Week. This was our notes for the podcast. Yes. Like, yeah. It was like, all right. Yeah, it looks about like it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what was our ratings on that podcast? Uh, you want to take a victory lap? Is that what no. you want? <laughs> People like church fails. They do. Yes. That's right. Yeah. They like us talking about that more than biblical principles, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Although Pastor Randy tried to go a bit <laughs> theological there. Uh, 
that those that, when, that oh, at the end yes oh, oh go man. cast that a, was that go was cast straight a hook in the sea that was straight i gave it just mm. like that just like you got it oh Mm-mm-mm. my 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 when we shut the mics off, we went for another 15 minutes. After <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom speaker off. Yeah. Oh, All right. So what I was saying, uh, probably no one younger than I, and I'm not even sure people my age would know, but uh, the name Paul Harvey. Remember, the, remember Paul Harvey? And I've that's, heard that name. The rest, the rest of, of the, the story. story. Right. See, he doesn't know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he does too. I do not. He doesn't. Let me Google. But it's kind of what we're going to be talking about today, right? Sometimes when you find out information. You yeah. Know, there's always more to the story, but sometimes you're better off not knowing the rest of the story. Yeah. Is ignorance bliss? Yes. Correct. It is. Yeah. Now, we could have a discussion on whether ignorance, there's different types of ignorance. Sometimes it's willing, sometimes it's, right? Yep, yep. Um, I think uh, one of the things I've read, I was reading some book about American politics, and there was this guy who asked, I forget it now, I can't even think on the fly about it, but basically it's the principle of don't know it so that you don't have to say something about what you know, right? There's this tactic. There's responsibility in, that comes with. Right. right. So you're better off if you think there's going to be a meeting that involves stuff that could be damaging to you, you're better off to just avoid the meeting or not go so that you can say, I don't know, I wasn't there. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. That, that's uh, something that's a bit unique about the day that we live in is the, uh, if, if you compare it to two generations ago, uh, being a young person in this day, knowledge is pretty available. Oh my word! We're oh. we're we're in an instant uh, a society where instant access to knowledge is available, and it's uh, it's timelined also. So now everything is so. Um, there's snapshots of, of almost every minute online. Yeah. And, you know, the, why I'm thinking about that is I read this morning, so, you know, not to make this a political episode, but all of these hearings in the U.S. about the previous election and all this stuff, it's just crazy. But the Secret Service is talking, have you seen this, them talking about those deleted text messages? Uh, uh, do you know what? I've, I've heard reference to yeah. it. Yeah, so the... In, the Hearing is really not of interest to me, but this particular section was where apparently text messages were deleted, and now the Secret Service is saying they were deleted in a way that they cannot be retrieved. Almost like a digital paper shredded, you know. Nothing. Now, I don't know if you believe that, and there's probably people who know more about this in our audience, and they're going to be like, yeah, of course they can retrieve it, you know, but um, it's, uh, it's quite a thing. It's quite a thing of the day we're living in with information well, it, it really kind of brings you back to what Scripture says about being um, ignorant to that which is evil. Hmm. Yeah. And wise to that which is good. So I think it's very important that to the individual that wants to have a successful mm-hmm. uh, walk with God, we 
we need to learn how mm-hmm. in an age of prevailing availability of knowledge, we need to learn that it's okay to be ignorant. That's right. That's right. In certain areas, ignorance mm-hmm. is, is, is not only uh, okay, it's encouraged. How, how, many times, how many times in your own life have, have you fallen for the temptation trap because it started with a curiosity yep. That's right. of knowledge? I, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder what. Mm-hmm. There's some things that we just don't need to know why or what or how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm quite okay not knowing about the bar scene. Yep. I have no intention of yep. entering into it, so why am I going to read about it, research it? Oh, man. Like, right? You, all you have to do is Google it. And you can find out whatever you want to find out. What, what do they do about these guys that, that are um, involved in, in heinous mm-hmm. mass shootings or whatever? They go back, and guess what they were doing? Yeah. They were digging stuff oh, yeah. up. They were digging stuff oh, yeah. up. They, they find out in their, in their Google history that mm-hmm. they were, yep. you know, researching how to mm-hmm. blow up an airplane with a pair of sneakers. Yep. Right. And just because you said that, now we're demonetized. So yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. We're not building bombs, YouTube. We're actually not. No, these are Bible bombs. All right, let's give them a Bible bomb, just so they know what we're talking <laughs> uh-huh. about. That's right. Yep. But yeah, the quest for getting yourself into stuff that you should not be concerning yourself with. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so, that's kind of what we're talking about. So David mm-hmm. talks about this, and, and why don't we read it? So that it'll set it up in Psalms 131. Okay, so we're reading in the NIV. The The NIV. Yeah, the NIV. The NIV. 131 verse 1 says, My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. That's a pretty short um, psalm that David wrote, but it's a whole thing. Yep. It's, it's pretty poignant. I do not concern myself. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't concern myself with matters that are great mm-hmm. or too wonderful for me. So if you're a kingdom speaker driving down the road, you know, this is your chance to check yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Are do you, what are you concerning yourself with? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can you identify, so let's make it a little easier. Can you identify a subject matter right now in your life that would be beyond your pay grade to handle? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you can't, that's problematic. Because David is writing, Mm -hmm. as a king... And he's saying, even as a king, there are matters that I shouldn't dabble in. Yeah, for sure. Man. There are regions of knowledge and understanding and, and, and truth, if you will, that I just need to leave that to God. And I need to, I need to, I need to leave that to the sovereignty of God. I may be king, but I can't handle that. 
So a good question mm-hmm. to ask yourself as a kingdom speaker is what, what am I involving myself in mm-hmm. that is bringing undue anxiety to my life because really it's beyond me. I shouldn't be worried about it. That's the pastor's job or that's my parents' job or that's my boss's job. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really none of my concern. Leaving it, how do they say, just leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> you know, so maybe God is just allowing this to happen, and I'll just leave it at that. Just Yeah. I've, I've talked to guys before. We have a, we have a, a sawmill, lumber mill mm-hmm. in our town, mm-hmm. and we're in a small rural, rural setting. Some of the guys are on the fire department with us. We have at various events. We are around different folks. And, and you can just hear the, the conversations mm-hmm. of these laborers, mm-hmm. okay? And, and, and they're over there working on the planer mill. Right. They are uh, shoveling sawdust. They're pulling lumber off of a chain. And you can hear them openly speaking about the ludicrous decision-making processes of management. Right. Okay. Right. As with almost any job in a large right. hierarchy. Right. The, yes, the, right. the point is not that you go nope. research Twin Rivers. No, no. no. That's right. This fits wherever you go. Yep. And at some point you have to go, bro, are you getting your paycheck? Yep. Then like take your lunch pail to work, pull the lumber off the chain, yep. and stop worrying about whether or not the investment in infrastructure is rolling out exactly mm-hmm. how you feel that it should. Go do what you're supposed to do. That's right. This, is this not the Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. um, make your bed instead of riding in the streets about how you, you want the climate to be preserved? That's right. You can't control that. How dare you? So control what you can. Go back and clean up your bedroom. And everybody, if everybody does that, and keeps right. their house painted in their front yard mode, the world will be a much better place. Well, that's right. If, if nobody litters, right. we'll have a cleaner environment. But the propensity, <laughs> exactly. The propensity to concern ourselves with matters that are much greater than what we can fix, while at the same time, we are not giving the necessary credence to the matters that we can fix. Mm-hmm. Does that not really? Mm-hmm describe what our society is is experiencing right now right our society and and really it's our human condition everyone always wants to jump to the big uh you know the big issue it is and i think this comes back from adam and eve all right what do you mean well you you mentioning it, it it's part of our human condition right okay yeah sorry right yes adam and eve make the decision to go to the to the to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil right and and we've said i'm pretty sure we've said this before on the podcast but this is before the fall yes they made this decision they exactly right okay yeah they go and they consume forbidden fruit mm-hmm. when they could walk with god in the cool of the day yep now that that from our perspective mm-hmm. is 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 a preposterous decision that they yeah. made. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that when you can walk with God, who is the sum total of knowledge, revelation? Mm-hmm. He is omniscient. He knows it all. Mm-hmm. 
any question you bring to him in the cool of the day, he has the answer. You're looking at a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Mm -hmm. or you're looking at a God who is the sum total of everything that exists. There is no knowledge that does not exist in him. That's right. And you choose the tree. I think God's disappointment in them extended beyond the perimeters of just disappointment Mm -hmm. in their disobedience. But it was disappointment in who the source of their knowledge was going to be. Hmm. They chose a tree rather than him. They They chose the tree rather than relationship. Because they knew God, or they were familiar with God, right? Yep. And because the tree was untouchable, it's like it was that thing that was the wet paint sign. Just beyond there. Yes. <laughs> right. Mm. So you have a God that you can walk with in the cool of the day who understands your frame, mm-hmm. who understands your structure, who understands whether or not you can handle the weight of what I'm fixing to reveal to you or not. Yep. So the relationship is where we get revealed truth. Walking with God in the cool of the day is where Adam and Eve would get revealed truth. Mm-hmm. Discovered truth is, is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. And discovered truth can never be confused with revealed truth. Hmm. You can discover a truth that you will regret what you discovered. God can reveal something to you. Mm-hmm. And when he reveals it to you, it absolutely transforms your life. Mm-hmm. So the quest for truth must come from the right source. We must pursue truth from revelation and not discover it, not try to uncover it. Mm-hmm. The tree, you can approach it and you can scale it high enough to finally consume enough factual information that you discover what you're digging for. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But when you discover it, it could kill you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Whereas the revealed truth is God in his omniscience knows what Derek Kasista can handle. He knows what Randy McKillop can handle. He knows what any other kingdom speaker listening to us right now can handle. Mm-hmm. He will not put on us more than what we can bear, but we can discover more than we can handle. He will not put on us more than what we can handle, but we can discover more than we can handle. That's a lot. Okay? Which leads us to one of one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and that is in Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter, and the 29th verse. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words uh, of the law. The secret things belong... To the Lord. Mm. Revealed things belong to us. Yep. Revelation is the only thing that we have ownership over. Secrets are not what we have ownership over. Mm-hmm. The things that God has not revealed to us, we need to trust him with those. Yeah, that's really big. It's really big. That is, and, and, and really, if we're honest, this affects every one of us. We have got to get to the place where we trust the fact that God gives us what he knows we can handle. Mm-hmm. 
and he will not disclose what he knows will destroy us. Mm-hmm. The secrets that God keeps in his pocket that he never gives us, we need to trust him with those. Uh, uh, let, let's make it very real here. There, there, are, there are questions that we really don't need the answer to. It is quite likely that if God would give us the answer to every one of the questions that we possess, that it could very well kill our faith. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the quest for, um, you know, why, am, why was he healed? Why was I not healed? Yes. Why do they have financial freedom? And I don't. Right. And, we, and, we both support the church. We both pay our tithes. Mm-hmm. We both, we both. Why? Can yeah. they have a new vehicle, and why am I having to Uber to yep. get to work in the morning? Yeah. Right? Um, you can begin concerning yourself with matters that are too high for you to the point where it kills your faith. Mm-hmm. This is a walk by faith. faith by faith. Revealed truth is what God knows we can handle. Discovered truth is what we think we can handle. And so we look across the landscape of the church that we go to and we say, I'd just like to know why God, as you mentioned, didn't heal this person or why mm-hmm. God hasn't answered this particular prayer request or, or why. And, and that is something that we have got to, we have got to pull the 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 controls on the aircraft of our faith up or the nose is gonna yeah it's, well it's, said. it's, it's gonna crash very well said that's it's right. gonna crash that's gonna lead us down a dark hole that we can't recover from and it's part of our human condition mm-hmm. Adam and Eve started us down this trail mm-hmm and we have to consistently resist the urge to go to the tree to discover what we're looking for rather than waiting on God to reveal it to us in his due time. Mm-hmm. And it's a decision you have to make. Over and over mm. and over. But that's back to our text of, of the king saying, I don't concern myself. I don't do it. Pretty much a law, right? I just don't do it. <laughs> not I occasionally do it. And yes, because catch myself or <laughs> again, because as the king, he had right to whatever knowledge he wanted to consume. That's right. He could dig up whatever information he wanted to dig up about anybody within the kingdom. Yeah, it's a policy. I just details. Don't, I don't do it. But that is why he could say, "How did he say it? I have stilled and quieted. Oh, well, interesting. My soul. How did you do that, David?" Mm-hmm. You mean God quieted your soul? No, no, I did. <laughs> I did. So talk about that. You, you mean you, you went to church and when they sang your favorite song, it, it took care of the anxiety and it, oh yeah, no, no. When, when Pastor Daniel McKillop preached, it just felt like a weight coming off my yeah, back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "No, I did it." Well, how did you do it? How did you still your soul, O King? How did you quiet your soul? It was, a, it was a no, no. It was thunder and lightning from God. Yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> he said, "I stopped concerning myself with stuff that was beyond me." That's right. Why is this one in the choir? And why am I not in the music team? And how come the preacher's not asking me to preach? And how come, Pastor? Stop! 
Stop! Enough already! Yeah. Stop! Knowledge is not always power. Ex- yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. Well said. <laughs> Very well said. No. Right. No. Yeah. Sometimes it's a knife that cuts you down. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay. So here's an example. Here's 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 Jesus and Peter walking down the shoreline. Jesus looks at Peter and says, "I want to talk to you about you. I'm going to give you a revelation mm-hmm. about your future." Mm-hmm. Okay, Peter. I've examined your frame. You can handle what I'm fixing to tell you. When you're old. Mm-hmm. They're going to lead you around places you don't want to go. They're going to dress you, feed you things you don't want to eat, dress you in things you don't want to wear. Yep. This is my revelation for you, Peter. And Peter's going, whoa, I don't like this. Right. Okay. Because most often when you find that stuff out. <laughs> right. Revelation is not always <laughs> it's not pleasant. what you want to hear, That's bud. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. So right. Peter's response to that is classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about John looking over his shoulder and John? Yeah. Okay. Seems how you revealed that truth to me about me. Let's let me see if I can discover the truth you have for John. And Jesus looked at him and gave him the classic response, which was this Peter, what is that to thee? What if I let John live until I come back? If you're going to follow me, follow me. You've got to do it for me. Is that not the sum total of the tension between that we all experience between revelation and discovery? God reveals something to us about us, and we automatically contrast it with the person beside us and say, well, what about them? Every time. Yeah. And the reality is, Peter, that's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Man, honk your horn if that's working. Wow. Woo. Can I get an amen? <laughs> yeah. Say amen to that. That's good stuff. Very good stuff. So what about Job? Yeah, this is this is also a very interesting story where this, to me, I don't know if you've ever been involved in discussion where was Job a real guy or is it for sure right yep. I think this is a great case to prove that he was an actual man mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about right here because he he follows the same pattern of humanity when, sure he, does. when he goes through at this part of the story we're talking about when Job starts questioning mm-hmm. he crosses a line from asking God questions to questioning God he does and Right, and I'm sure we all cross the line where we ask God a lot of questions, and then it's like, Ugh, better not ask that question. Right. So Job, Job is sitting there, health gone, children gone, wife yep. on the ropes, life, you know, businesses are 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 just annihilated, mm-hmm. and Job's going, "Where's God in all this?" Okay, yeah, and he starts right. asking the questions, "Where's God?" Yep. Um, I, I've, I've seen him on my left hand, but I can't find him there. And I've seen him work on my right hand and I, and, and I can't find him there. I've looked ahead. I can't find him there. Mm-hmm. These are all the places that Job would prefer to find God. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Yep. Mm-hmm. When he said on his right hand, he's not just talking figuratively. Go back and listen to Bishop Odom's episodes. Mm-hmm. This is symbolic of where he wishes God was working, revealing his power to deliver and set him free. 
turn things around. Mm-hmm. And Job says, I, ha- I can't find God in any of those places. And he continues asking God questions. And then, really does the opposite of what David did in Psalm 131, where he says, I, I am not lofty or, or, or proud in my heart. He starts telling, you know, I've, I've done this and I've fed the poor and, and I've, I've stood up for the needy and I've, I've, I've done all of this stuff. He is trying to justify within himself why he is undeservedly going through the season that he's going through. Mm-hmm. I can't find God and I'm really not supposed to be in a position like this. And finally, God responds and says, okay, oof. Seems how you want to start asking questions. Let's ask. I got a few questions of my own. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead. Question number one, Job. <clears throat> Who is this that darkens my counsel with words, without oh, just, knowledge? Just, just a second. Can you, can you go back to the beginning Sure. of that verse one? Yep. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. Oh, guess what? We found God. Yep. He wasn't on the left hand. He wasn't on the right hand. That's right. He was where Job didn't want to look. Right in the storm. He was in the storm. So he answered a lot of Job's questions before he even... <laughs> exactly. Job, I'm not out where you want to be. I'm not where you want me to be. I am where you want to be delivered from, but I'm still here. I'm speaking to you from the storm. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you're in a storm and you're trying to find God, don't forget to look where you're at. Amen. Okay. Yeah. And then he starts asking the questions. Yeah. Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you're coming up with all these questions yourself. Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy, who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness... When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, this far you may come. Far and no more. (laughs) No farther. Here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? I love it. That it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked. I wonder at what point was Job going, oh, snap. I shouldn't have asked. Oh, I guess I should have been just okay with not seeking an answer to this question. There's 13 verses here where Job is not saying a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it continues on, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it does. That's it right. continues on. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're just better off not asking some questions. Uh, there, there's some answers, Job, that is just better to trust God through the process. Those are the matters too high, right? Yeah, it's too high for yeah. you. It's too high for you. Mm-hmm. So David as a king understood that. People come to me for answers. 
Mm-hmm. I make military decisions. I set the tax rate for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I organize royal events. I host kings and queens from all over God's creation. But I still know there are particular regions that are beyond me. Mm-hmm. And so this is actually worked into the law of God in Deuteronomy, the 17th chapter, when God is giving the law to Moses. Mm-hmm. He gives him an example. Deuteronomy 17, 8 says, If cases come before your courts that are too difficult for you to judge, whether bloodshed, lawsuits, or assaults, take them to the place the Lord your God will choose. Take them. Okay, he wasn't saying that this is a random place out there that God will show you, mm-hmm. and you take it there. No, he was saying take it to the place that God chooses. Mm-hmm. So the courts can handle certain matters, but there are always things. You've got to learn in life that when certain matters arise, you shove them higher up the chain. Mm -hmm. And if you get that messed up, this almost has a bit of the undertones of the episode we talked about with chairs. Remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, 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 The importance of being able to prioritize your life. You have to be able to prioritize conflicts and prioritize problems and circumstances and situations and you don't need to be so arrogant that you think you are the be-all end-all that you have to come up with the answers for every one of the situations that life throws your way you've got to know it's okay to take this and shove it up the ladder Mm -hmm. to the place where god will choose Mm -hmm. god was wanting his people to know you will be presented with situations that will baffle you but I have an answer for you. Mm-hmm. Shove it to the place where I can make the choice. That's right. Where is that place? Mm-hmm. Take them to the place of the Lord your God will choose. Go to the priests who are Levites and to the judge who is in office at the time. Inquire of them and they will give you verdict. You must act according to the decisions they give you at the place the Lord will choose. Be careful to do everything they direct you to do. Act according to the law they teach you and the decisions they give you. Do not turn aside from what they tell you to the right or to the left. The man who shows contempt for the judge or the priest who stands ministering there to the Lord your God must be put to death. Well, that's quite a a, a statement Mm -hmm. right there. Let, let me just throw this in um, on the way by. You're not going to understand everything that your pastor does. Mm-hmm. I can say this from the standpoint of being a pastor. I don't understand everything I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Do you think, here, here's a question. Do you think Samuel actually understood why? He was going to anoint another king when there was one sitting on the throne. I understand that God had spoken to him, but humanly, it made no sense for him to go anoint another king while there was one sitting on the throne. If you were to stop Samuel on the way, I'm not sure why I'm doing this either. It really doesn't make any sense. But God said to do it, so I'm going to do it. There will always be the element 
of mystery around the ministry. And so when a verdict is handed out, you better be careful to not question it. Well, I just don't know why pastor did that. I don't understand why he did. Because it's pretty clear here, when you go to the place that God chooses, and then the verdict is handed, out, handed down, you better not show contempt for the priest who stood ministering before the Lord. Okay? Anointed leadership always governs from a vantage point that you don't understand. And that's an element of trust that you have to have in your man of God. Okay? Mm -hmm. Can I ask you this? So if I get a speeding ticket, can I bring it to you and you'll resolve it for me? Is that what this verse is meaning? Well, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Speaking of that, we have one. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I paid that last week. Yeah. <laughs> Just to say, for all the literal people out there, you know, we have to keep it on the rails, of course, right? Well, it comes back to the balance. Make your bed. Yes. That's right. Do, do what you can. So good, man. So good. Okay. This no. is like... You know, okay, so we're in a showdown with the prophets of Baal. Well, we're going to need fire, and oh, yeah, we're going to need some water. What? Water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought we wanted fire here. Yeah, this comes to, to validate what you're saying about even you don't understand. I'm sure if you're the prophet at that point, boy, I hope this works out. Ugh, I'm just going to do what I'm told. Right. <laughs> well, do you think it made sense to Elijah that in a drought, you're going to ask for water? Mm -hmm. to be brought to the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think sometimes from the perspective of the people of God, they probably look at the man of God and think he's playing with the whole deck of cards. There are times you're only walking in the light that God revealed to you. Mm -hmm. Good point. Yeah. Right? Very it's much. easy to read... The, the impact of the story of the Exodus from the morning after. Oh, my. You're right. There's a lot of stuff there that happened that was like... But what about Moses standing there with the rod stretched out over the water going, does this look stupid or what? Talk about, I hope this works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speak to a rock. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get some water. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, here goes. <laughs> so all of that to say, you're not going to understand everything. And it should not be your concern. And it shouldn't be your concern. Mm -hmm. And by extension, you shouldn't make it part of your conversation with other people in the church. Well, I just wonder what pastor's doing. If you've got a question, go talk to him about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because you never know the condition that that individual is in. And that may be something too, but when you get dabbling in matters that are too great for you, the collateral of involving yourself in that is pretty high. Mm -hmm. It's pretty high. Okay? Not, not all kings had David's revelation about this. Not involving yourselves in matter. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Okay? Yeah. Not all the kings had this. Some, thing, some guys thought because they were king... They were supposed to 
Just to know everything. Uh, you got to know everything. Well, and like th- is that, sorry, I didn't yeah. want to ask you this. So it, I guess that's almost a, a bad leadership style then, isn't it? When it comes to like, do you always have to know? So if you're, if you're, if you as you're, you're a minister, so you, you get up to preach, well, you know stuff because you're dealing with people all the time, right? Yes. So then that inevitably would affect what you think you should preach or should not preach or... Well, th- there's, there's, there's that side of it, for sure. Um, because, all right, I've had this discussion with, with other, other pastors about, you know, well, if it's there, i got to deal with it. If, if I know about it, I have to preach it. Somewhere there's a balance that has to be found by preaching by observation versus preaching by inspiration. Right. Because if I walk in and I'm wearing a green shirt, yes. <laughs> I was just thinking about this in a humorous kind of way, but and I look around and there's no other green shirts in the building, you get up and start preaching and you're tearing up green shirts. <laughs> you can do the math on that. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. So you mean to tell me that if that was in your notes before you started, I want to see your notes. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And I've been there where it has been. Yes. Yeah. And it's awkward. I'm not trying to trivialize, please. Right. Okay. I'm just... But think about this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is what I've brought to the table uh, when we're having this discussion with, with fellow pastors mm-hmm. on, on the importance of of addressing revealed truth and not discovered truth or what you have knowledge of. All right. Okay? Yep. Because you're right. In the position of leadership and spiritual leadership over the flock of God, Mm -hmm. you do have access to degrees of knowledge about people. Mm -hmm. Well, you're in a position of confidence. Right. Right. That's what it is. That, That you could preach about something all the time. Right. Okay. Oh my. Yeah, you would. The reality is, is preachers do not <laughs> preach everything that they know, or they shouldn't. How about that? Thank God. Okay. Yeah. Think about Jesus and the congregations that he taught to. Okay. So he is sitting there teaching five thousand men plus women and children. He is the omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient God. He knows everything that everybody has done in that congregation. Yeah. He knows what they have thought about doing. Mm-hmm. And he sticks to the script. Well, yeah, you don't read very often where he calls up Rabbi Randy and rakes him over the coals in front of everyone or you know it's now he did you know in the religious world and he did sure. you know he called them out so i'm not saying well nothing. he called deacon Derek. seeing how you're going yeah rabbi randy deacon Derek. <laughs> <laughs> no but you're right okay if if it was if it was his agenda to confront the religious sect of mm-hmm. the day he would confront it mm-hmm. but if jesus only preached by observation, we'd have missed a lot of the parables. Oh, my. We, he, he didn't have time because he knew everything about everybody. And mo- so, most so, often you said with the parables, he he dealt with a lot of stuff by telling a story. Yes. And then everybody sitting there says, ooh, yeah. that applies to me. Right. That Right. It's such a better approach 
in simple terms because that story could have taken care of a lot of issues. Well, yeah, I'm just going to say it's more efficient. When you focus right. on one issue, you're, it's one at a time. Yeah, if I'm not the guy wearing the green shirt, yeah, I'm good. Right. Right. Yeah. So Jesus would call out stuff. Yep. But yet he never called out half of what he knew. Oh, my, not even. So not when it comes even. back to pastoring, because you know it, you don't have to deal with it. You still need to wait for that divine revealed moment mm-hmm. to address it. Are we getting or controversial else, right now? Or else you're quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing your green shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been wearing a green shirt. Okay. I know what you mean, yeah. And so let's flip it now from the perspective again of of a saint coming to church wondering why a pastor hasn't addressed what they are observing mm-hmm. or why he made the decision on what he is, uh, uh, where he made the decision on such and such an issue. I've always been baffled mm-hmm. how that I can sit in my office, I can talk to all of the parties involved with a particular issue, mm-hmm. I can hear both sides of it and go, you know what, i got to spend some time with God and try to find out where I'm supposed to come up with, you know, who's who's the mama to the baby? Yeah. The classic Solomon with yeah. with one dead baby, one alive baby, and two mamas claiming. Two very good stories. Okay? Yeah. So I've heard both sides of the argument. Yeah. I need God to help me decide this is where it is at. This is truth. Mm-hmm. I've always been baffled by how people in a congregation that have never even heard the full story of one side of it. Have the solution. Have the solution Mm. with who the mother of the child is. The reality is, is they don't know. And they don't need to be concerned with a matter that is too high for them. (laughs) Exactly. Wise words right there. And what happens is their soul gets anxious. And they get unsettled. We're We're back to the text, right? Right. And we come to church and we have to have God soothe the stuff that we could quiet ourselves if we would just stop concerning ourselves with matters that are too great for us to handle. So you were saying, just to get you back here, I don't want you to skip it because I think it's cool. The king that was not like David. Well, yeah, because not everybody understood it. Right. Not all kings had the revelation. Yeah. So we hear the story about a little girl being taken captive. Mm Mm-hmm. And she is now down uh, in Samaria, and she is a servant to one Naaman, Mm -hmm. who all of a sudden contracts leprosy. And this is a fascinating story to me that speaks to the the wholesome nature of this young lady. Mm -hmm. Okay? She wasn't mad at God and mad at at Naaman Mm -hmm. for stealing her from her family. She, She was not troubling herself with that. Just where, where I've ended I'm up. here. I'm going to yep. sweep the floor. I'm going to do the best to my ability mm-hmm. to, okay? And the Bible says that Naaman gets leprosy. And instead of her responding with, yes, this is the divine revenge of God, mm-hmm. she says, I sure wish you could get back to my home country and get to my prophet because he could fix this, he could heal you of this leprosy. Naaman goes to the king and says, I hear that there's a solution for me back in Israel. Mm-hmm. He says, no problem. Let me draft you up a letter to my buddy over there. 
And he sends a letter with Naaman for the king that is there. Naaman walks in with the letter to the king of Israel, gives it to the king of Israel, and what does he say? (laughs) He says, well, first, as soon as he read the letter, the Bible says he tore his ropes. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Have you ever got an email that makes you do that? Like, <laughs> am I God? He says, can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? <laughs> right. Yeah. He's trying to pick a quarrel with me. Yeah. Okay. He didn't understand that it's okay not to have to come up with the solution for everything. Oof. And this is a visible mm-hmm. shot of what it is like, what the visage of an individual, yep. the outside torment of what that inner turmoil looks mm-hmm. like when you're trying to grapple with something that's beyond your, your scope of being able to handle. Ripping the garments, the hair is disheveled. So, you know, you're walking, you're walking the, the halls of your home. Mm-hmm. All night long. Can't sleep, can't eat. Yep. Right? Yep. Anxiety is riddling you. You are an emotional train wreck. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to come up with a solution to a problem that you can't come up with a solution for. Matters too great, too high. It's too high for you. Yeah. And interestingly enough, he was probably a bit concerned with this just as an, an interesting side note. Mm-hmm. The guy is standing there in his presence with a very contagious disease. <laughs> I'm holding a letter that you just touched. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you're telling me you have leprosy. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Bring me the hand sanitizer. <laughs> right. Where's my mask? <laughs> oh my, yes. We have an issue. Get this man out of here. Don't touch him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only can I not fix you, but you can you can hurt me. Yep. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. the reality is, is you got to get to the place that God will give the verdict. Go to the man of God. Mm-hmm. Go to the place where God will choose, and then do what He says. Don't chide Him. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is the verdict. I have to go to a muddy, filthy river yep. and dip. Seven times. Are yeah. you kidding me right now? Yeah. That's the verdict. But he does it. The prophet wasn't too wound up about it. He never tore his robe. No. That's right. So there's um, there's one final one final comment uh, and passage on this that highlights another psalm David wrote, Psalm 61. And the context to this, you know, really probably should should be an episode of its own, but David's son Absalom has just died. Mm-hmm. And he died a heinous death. Okay? He's riding a mule. His hair gets caught and entangled in the branches of a tree and he is suspended between earth and sky 
And Joab comes and thrusts him through at the dark. Here's what really we probably need to come back and do an episode on. The tree didn't kill Absalom. Mm -hmm. The tree is not what killed him. Mm -hmm. It just entangled him. It slowed him down until what was pursuing him could kill him. Hmm. The idea that we can engage in everything that is not a sin is not a biblical principle. We need to lay aside the weights and the sins that doth so easily beset us. We can involve ourselves and entangle ourselves in things that in and of themselves may not be lethal to us, but they will slow us down enough that the adversary that is after us can get us. David is replaying that moment in his mind. David is a bloody man. He's been in many a battle. He sees Absalom hanging dangling from that tree, frantically trying to get himself free. He sees Joab approaching. He sees him thrusting the dart through his heart. He sees it all. And undoubtedly, David begins going down the dark hole of why. Why did you allow this to happen? Why did it have to end this way? Why did Joab have to do it? And then shortly the script probably flips to, is it because I slept with Bathsheba? And is it because I killed Uriah? And, and because that is what happens. When we, when we go through seasons where we're wondering why God allowed something to happen or why a particular event in life took place or why did this person die or why is this one sick or why did my ministry fail or why or why? After we stop asking God questions, we often turn and we begin looking at ourselves and the devil beats us up and says, this is exactly why. It's because you failed here and you failed here and you failed here. And if you wouldn't have done this and you'd have been more faithful, this wouldn't have happened. And David writes this psalm at the moment that is dealing with Absalom's death. Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer from the... Hear my cry, O God. Mm -hmm. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. When my heart is overwhelmed. I am sinking in the waves of despair. Mm -hmm. I can't handle this. This matter is too great for me. I'm a king, but I can't handle this. I have a throne, but I can't take this. My heart is broken. My heart is overwhelmed. I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. I got to get to some place that is higher than where I'm at. So what does he say? When my heart is overwhelmed? Lead me to the rock. Woo! That's higher than I. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I have got 
to get somewhere, the place that God will choose. I've got to trust him that this is part of the plan. And so he does what he references in Psalm 131. I can only ask why so long. I can only ask how come so long. I can only, I can only wallow in the depths of despair so long. Mm-hmm. I need you now, God, to lead me. If you never reveal to me, if it is a secret that I never understand why Absalom died the way that he did, if that's a secret, I'm going to trust you with the secret. But I need you to walk me out of the despair that I'm at. I'm in. I'm overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And I believe this is where David weaned his soul mm-hmm. off of why? The great matters. <laughs> he weaned him. In other words, you can be addicted to this. Mm-hmm. I can't rest until I find out why. I can't rest. There are some things that God will keep a secret, and I believe when we get to eternity, we'll understand why he kept the secrets. And we'll thank him for why he kept the secrets. And so what we need to do right now, undoubtedly, with an audience like we have that listens to us, someone is listening to this today, that is crying from the ends of the earth, They are overwhelmed with what has happened in their life. They are going through a season of their life, maybe like Job, when they can't understand why God has allowed all of this to happen. Mm -hmm. They can't see God working on the left, the right, in front. I'm telling you, if you can't find him anywhere, he's in the storm with you. Mm -hmm. He's in the fiery furnace with you. He's walking through the valley of the shadow of death with you. And I'm asking you today, I'm pleading with you, Wean your soul off of the intoxication of finding an answer to every question. Wean your soul off of that that pursuit of, I've got to know why God did this or why God didn't. And you'll find that the anxiety will begin to leave. You can trust God with the secrets. He will reveal to you what you're capable of handling. But you've got to trust him with the secrets. So like David, we do best if we just don't tangle our, entangle ourselves with matters that are too great for us. <laughs>